And here we go. Another episode of All Over the Place. Uh, another episode of In the Same Place. Yeah. Pat Doing walking the same around, thing. And I'm on the couch. Yeah, taking a walk. Love that we're getting another episode in. I think this is the first time we reported on a Saturday. This let's is our Let's put some Saturday energy into this. I'm, I'm with you. This will be episode seven. I had to check that out because I'm very good at this. Um, we got some uh, we got some solid reviews, by the way, if we want to jump into those at some point. Yeah, let's ease uh, into it. Let's see if we, right. can, we can get some reviews going. I know you, uh, you got a lot going on. You got WrestleMania tonight, huh, man? It is going to be insanity. Um, they are they pre-recorded an, an audience-free WrestleMania, and it is on tonight and tomorrow. They are taking over the weekend. They pre-recorded it. They did. It with when? no one in the arenas earlier this week. Really? So they're going. Look, this is make it. I mean, we're just leading in with my nerddom. Thank you for that. Um, they they've got no one in the stands. No. Um, what are you talking about? This is not nerd. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. This uh, is fake wrestling. <laughs> Tell everyone how old you are again. I'm 39. Thank you for asking. I'm 39 <laughs> years old. And uh, I like to I like to watch fake wrestling every now and again. What are you going to do? There's nothing else on. There's nothing else that's appointment hey. viewing right now. <laughs> now, would I be no, watching I it if there was plenty else what? on? Of course I would. This I had WrestleMania. Two, I had two big wrestle, like wrestling phases of my life the uh, really? yeah the growing up with hulk hogan i was all in those years all yeah, in. for sure and then i kind of stepped out of it for a while and then when the rock and nwo those whole days oh yeah yeah i was kind of i kind of dipped back into it the rock's the best to do it man that dude on a microphone is absolutely incredible like hogan was amazing and he propelled the sports entertainment world but what the rock did it's incredible it really is i remember like at first being like no way don't no one's better than hogan and my buddies you know that's when i was like living with my buddies you know and they got mm -hmm. me back into it and they would be talking about the rock and how funny he was and how great and then slowly over time you're like yeah this dude is just taking it to another level <laughs> i mean it's incredible i uh i went to SummerSlam 94 at the uh it was the first televised event at the United Center. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was cool. Leslie Nielsen was there, so now you're combining a couple. They're like promoting Lethal Weapon three as part of it, or uh, uh, Naked Gun. Naked Gun thirty three and third. What am I saying? Why would you promote? I'm an idiot. Why am I allowed to talk on this? Anyway, and I, then I got out of it for a long time. And then a few years ago, I went back into it. But how crazy is that? That they are just empty arenas. Uh, pre-recorded so you know not every not everyone's at the same place at the same time but it, dude Vince McMahon will not stop making these people work every single day it's nuts yeah I mean are they were they doing it like were they testing guys and yeah I'm sure they're doing all of that I mean they're taking a lot of precautions one of the guys uh, uh, actually recently had a second bout with leukemia and recovered and uh, so he like back, pulled out, you know, very re reasonably, you know, decided he wasn't going to be a uh, part of the title right. match anymore. Um, so like, it's, it's, I guess it's changing a lot, but it, it's just really uh, Roman Reigns. Okay. Uh, but it's just that. changing a lot. Everything's evolving, like, you know, as the situation does. So it's been really interesting to see, but it's like the one thing, 
you know, there's a couple of different federations out there now, and they're still putting out content live every week. This part isn't, but can we you know, stop using the, the word shows. federation? It's it's federation. Yeah, I don't know why <laughs> use federation. So <laughs> it used to be. It's a republic. <laughs> it's a republic of wrestling. Did you um? Are there any names that I would that I would recognize from? Oh uh, yeah. Like, oh, I'm sure there are, but we don't need to. We don't need to talk about this too much more, do we? <laughs> is I'm the Undertaker wrestling enough. tonight? Or yes, he have, is. He's got to have his hands full these days. Dude, he... Oh, really? <laughs> Dude, the Undertaker is about to be... I mean, that dude's old. He's closer he to so... being on the other side of that character. He's too old to be in the fake... I thought you were too old to be in the fake wrestling. <laughs> the Undertaker. The Undertaker is way too old. How <laughs> old awesome. is he? Is there a different Undertaker now? No, it's the same guy. It's always been the same guy. Yeah, it's always been the same guy. <laughs> How ridiculous. tall is he? I don't know. We don't need to get into his specs, do we? <laughs> I don't have his cards in front of me. The Mexican wrestlers are way ahead of this, though, with the masks. They <laughs> sure were. They were <laughs> ready. Rey Mysterio's just been going to stores, no problem. <laughs> Rey Mysterio. Oh, that's great. Uh, so that's uh, – I got a WrestleMania story. I WrestleMania 3. Uh-huh. The big one. The right? greatest. That was the big one kind of put them uh kind of exploded that's when they were like that was hogan giant yeah that was in detroit right at the pontiac silverdome pontiac Silverdome. was it was it three places or was it all in detroit pretty sure it was all in detroit okay you want to put a year on that was that like 87 i would say Eight. yeah march 29th 87 pontiac silverdome okay so here's here's a great great moment in my childhood so I was 11, and my, um, my neighbor's dad, my buddy's dad, took us to the Rosemont Horizon and, to watch it on the big screen. Wow. And, and the place was – it was sold out. Close circuit. Like, yeah. It, it was, uh, it was inc- pretty incredible. That's great. But to go to an arena that was not holding the event, just turned the TV on. on TV. <laughs> I've never done that before. That's cool. We never did that. Oh, great. Ralphie's stopping to decorate a lawn. <laughs> I, used to, I used to be like, oh, man, I hope they're not home. Now I'm like, yeah, they're home. I mean, they're home. They're definitely home. And that they're doing my favorite hobby. Uh, does he? Uh... <laughs> my favorite, because they say you got to pick up a hobby these days. Mine yeah. is staring, out, staring outside the window and crying. <laughs> it's a fun one. <laughs> I'm sure he has a hole picks. in it, too. I'm, Are you uh, kidding me? I'm sure he never picks like the little patch of grass like toward the no. street, right? It's main lawn. The other day we were out for uh, we were out for one, and it was um, right on 103rd Street, which is like our busy street. Oh man, yeah. It's like really, dude. We walk for that long, and you got to <laughs> you need a, this guy needs an audience. Needs an audience. Does he like stare at the windows of the house while he's doing it? Does he look inside for the people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to make eye contact. <laughs> he was uh he was going on a lot of the political signs <laughs> when they were out he was peeing on a lot of them any particular party and i was <laughs> i was walking with josephine we were like doing a joke about it like he's like hey who are you guys considering for a judge have you thought about this guy and just <laughs> you know <laughs> lists his leg lists his leg right over it. how about this how about this woman she's qualified 
That's awesome. Because women can be judges too. I know, man. Listen, no one said otherwise. <laughs> I don't know why you're... I'm woke. Sure are, buddy. Is that, is that that in question? Is that a new thing? What's up? You should probably go to a different no. neighborhood when we're recording podcasts. <laughs> no, that's just a bad joke. I know. I do love that you just yell that and then recognize a neighbor nine seconds later. I know. He, he, he's got his headphones in now, and I'm hoping. <laughs> when, who's he going to tell? We can't, we can't even talk to people anymore. I mean, there's still an internet. There sure is. Social what have you media. been doing, man? Ah, I, uh, I cooked today. You, uh, you guilted me into that in a previous episode. Get asked me out if I of cooked here. anything and I said no and it made me feel like a real piece of shit. So <laughs> I uh, I posted on the internet yesterday for people to give me recipes in a movie. Wait, where did you post it? On the, on the internet? internet? Yeah, I don't forget it's uh, <laughs> www. It's, it's HTTP. Let me go to the beginning. Uh, on the World Wide Web to uh, give me a recipe in a movie. And uh, the recipe was awesome. It took like 15 minutes uh, for like oven baked fried chicken oh you know yeah I mean? like fried chicken style so it's like was 10, it 15 minutes to put together but then <laughs> was the it movie's freaking braveheart I, who's got three hours to kill I, that's a lot my starter movie's braveheart that's not fun well, that's funny dinner and a that's what you googled was it like a date <laughs> i didn't google it i asked people to give me a movie and a recipe i wanted oh, both i didn't see that i would have said oh nodding hill nodding hill and drink bleach <laughs> <laughs> that's what i wanted to do oh, what are you that good uh this oven oven baked fried chicken it's like fried oven, chicken style. oven baked fr- yeah it's fried chicken style you you, you know but you're you, baking it yes it's crazy that's the world we live in now man you fry you just bake it. No. it i know it's not fried. But, but that's not fried chicken. Look, it's the name of the recipe. I'm not saying it's actually How many fried. times? What else are you going to do to this piece of meat? You're going <laughs> to broast it too? Well, I'm baking it now. Then I'm going to fry it. I'm gonna, I want to broast don't... it in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, microwave broasted <laughs> oven baked fried chicken. I'm going to sear it. In my, I'm going I'm to flash cook it in my, in my crock pot. And then... Uh... <laughs> I'm going to put it all through the slap chop and uh, just have got, tiny little chicken cubes. All right. So here's what Sarah always says to me. She makes fun of me that um, she's like, you never think of sides. Like you're terrible. Yeah. Ever. Sides. And I am admittedly. Um, do you got some sides going with this? No. But I, I also, I mean, the recipes for six chicken breasts. So this is it for a while. Oh, okay. Well, That'll be good. Friends with the neighbors or something. Are you going to paint your face blue before you <laughs> sit down and watch a movie? I don't know, Pat, because I've never seen the movie. Is that, <laughs> did you just spoil Braveheart? You never saw Braveheart? No, I don't watch movies, man. You know, the last movie oh, I saw but- in a theater was with you. We were on the road, and you were like, let's go see a movie. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's what normal people do. Oh, yeah, Black Mass. Black Mass. The last that's a long time ago. that I saw in the theater of my own volition, like that I picked, were uh, that end of the world movie with Seth, Seth Rogen and Ted. So I feel like I shouldn't be allowed to pick movies anymore. Oh, That's really? Why I'm asking for help. Oh, Ted's great, though. Ted's solid. Ted's great. Ted's solid. But I mean, those are the last two movies I saw in the theater until Black Mass. Oh, my gosh. Dude, Dude, so gotta... this is a, you can really 
capitalize on this quarantine. Cause I'm like, last night I'm looking for movies to watch with the kids. And I was like, it takes me forever to find something. Yeah. Because I've seen everything they've seen it and there's not. And I, ho- I hope that this is an awakening for whoever makes these decisions. There is not a lot to watch with your family. There really is not. How is that possible? There's billions of channels now. There is. I, I'm talking like good, like uh, in, in terms of movies, okay. That adults and kids can the, both enjoy. The, the exception I would say are, are like the Pixar films, the Pixar movies. Yeah, I everyone do, tells I, me how great they are. Everyone tells me I should watch them. Where is like the E.T., the um, Home Alone, Uncle Buck, like that, like real people, even like a lot of the, you know, the John Hughes movies you could what watch with your kids. Movies? I mean, do you, have you watched those with them? I have, I'm saying they're, it's like they stopped making them. It's like, Pixar does it. Nobody else does it. I don't know. I mean, am I missing some? I would love for people to suggest movies. Anyone's listening to this, suggest some movies to watch with the family during the quarantine. I started, um, like we we've done Pat. big. We did we Pat did. with movies that he should watch with his family. Yeah, that would be great. And tell me, and then I'll and I'll cook chicken eight different ways and watch it with them. <laughs> I am not sure this chicken's done. Woo. Okay, all right, dude. I brought a. Uh, oh, you just take it out? I mean, I took it out a little bit ago, but I just cut one open. I am not sure this is done. Well, this doesn't. This isn't a podcast, is it? we don't need to talk about my chicken. Well, you anymore, can always so um, bring it up. You always question yourself when you cut open when you cut open chicken. I mean, it looks okay. I'm just, I'm not hundred percent certain that the temperature it says is in the oven is really what's happening in the oven. Do you have a meat thermometer? I will get a meat thermometer. Um, I just need a, I need a, another thermometer for my oven. To, yeah, yeah, let it, it's let, an old oven. You know what I mean? I don't trust it anymore. Right. Yeah. Just uh, cook it for a little bit longer. Yeah. And we're good. Um, what about you guys? I have like, a, what are I got a hobbies? cooking tip for you. Actually, I brought a cooking tip for you. Okay. I can't wait. I'll, sh- I'll share with the podcast. This is because uh, I know a lot of people are, you know, like my sister, she's in an apartment. Mm-hmm. She's got a balcony, but she doesn't grill out. A lot of people can't be grilling right now because they just don't have access to the outdoors. Or Right. So this is a great, like, you, can, you think you can't cook a steak in your house and enjoy it? Stove in the oven little combo here's how you uh can do a nice filet and you should jot this down i'll send this to you okay dry skillet medium heat for 10 minutes don't put anything in it just let it heat up while you're doing that preheat the oven to 375 (laughs) season that meat brother season the meat and then cook take the meat and you're going to sear it in the pan five minutes five minutes each side and then just take the skillet put it right in the stove which will be very intuitive to you because you're you're mixing things that don't usually go together (laughs) right right go ahead (laughs) and and just put it in there for five minutes 
This is exactly what you just bitched at me about in the other <laughs> the other recipe. <laughs> oh, you mean skillet bake it? You mean skillet bake the steak? Yeah, skillet oh. bake. Yeah, that's, that's a good. and it's great, huh? That's the best way to make an indoor steak. I think so. Yeah, because an indoor steak is tough. Yeah, literal. Usually, literally. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Ah, <laughs> uh, um, you. But, yeah, but you could try that out, buddy. I'll give it a go. We got to uh, we got to figure out when to record these because this is the second time that uh, you've had like a chorus of birds following you around for a little bit at some point of it, just tweeting away. <laughs> it's like I'm talking to a Disney. Oh princess. yeah, I got a. I have a bluebird on my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just when you say nice things about Pixar, they send yeah. a few your way. Can you see? I'm telling you, that's how more in touch we are with nature. Normally, you wouldn't hear those. I think I'd still hear them if you were walking through your neighborhood and they were in the background. I, I don't think I noticed them, to be honest with you. Yeah, all this food talk, man. I was thinking, like, what if you had to pick one restaurant that you could go to right now? If you could go to dinner tonight. In fact, we've been, all, in? Over, we've been all over the country together. Yeah. And eating at some good spots. Let's do this. Let's do one chicago restaurant and one outside of chicago restaurant wow if you could, okay if you, if you could go to one of them right now all right and, I'm, telling, and, and I'm saying that neither of us can do the old-fashioned in madison okay wow all right just call one out call one of my favorites out yeah, all right uh, in chicago and money's no object is it ever <laughs> yeah it's always <laughs> an object not anymore. Not during Armageddon. No, not That's for true. our fantasy. Okay. For our yeah, no, um, money. Money is not an object. No. In Chicago, man, it's a tough. I'm gonna say Joe's because if money's no object, Joe Stone Crab is, in my opinion, best restaurant around. It is phenomenal. We're going fancy. If we're I not like going it. fancy. I I'd pick the vig. <laughs> Oh, the Vig is a good call. Wow. Right over by Zanies. Yeah, that's Wells. a dark horse. That's if you're ever looking for a great night downtown when we're allowed outside again, uh, go to Vig, the Vig for dinner and walk across the street and see a show at Zanies. Perfect evening. Man, that is a perfect evening. But it's like, it almost like makes you sad to picture those, those places. I wish I, I could, know. we could go there right now. Um, all right, I asked the question. I don't even have an answer. That's a uh, terrible idea. So Chicago. Chicago, I think I would go Il Porcelino on Solid Hubbard. choice. Which has become like Sarah and I's spot. We love the lettuce places. We're big lettuce. And Joe's is lettuce. People. Yep. Um, so I was kind of just in my head just – going between the rpms and then i thought you know what i'm gonna not do the rpms i would say a little porcelino love the the energy in there the music good spot great atmosphere good atmosphere what about uh on the road on the road i was just when i when i said you can't say the old-fashioned i started thinking about the tornado yep ah that's like my (laughs) same city restaurant madison wisconsin the tornado room that's your pick 
Uh, absolutely. I do. And I loved it so much. We were there in December. That's when I went for the first time. We went twice that weekend. Yeah. I was there again for New Year's. I yes. drove up early to have dinner at the tornado. It's old timey steakhouse. Give me an old timey supper club, Wisconsin atmosphere, anytime. I'll take that any day. Yeah, that is pretty great. That's, you? Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, that one did jump out in my head for sure. I feel like I just stole it from um, you. No, not at all. Let me keep thinking about that one, though. Good. Um, Sorry to put you on the spot with this question you thought of. <laughs> <laughs> I said no. I was thinking Chicago, but then when we were talking, I, I said, know. "Let's do this. Let's add another." I'm fucking with you. Who's I'm, got the you know, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to picture one that we both went to, but maybe that's not it. Maybe it would just be. Um, there's a place that my um, college roommate used to take me to. He's from Annapolis, Maryland, and this place has always stuck with me. It's kind of legendary, maybe a little touristy. That's, but it's not in a touristy place, which isn't, which you know, I'm confident in saying it. That it's not like a cheesy area, you know. It's not like going to Navy Pier or something, but it's a known place. It's called Cantlers. Okay. Cantlers. It's um, a crab place, and you like it's just live crab. They boil them for you you break them up they give you the mallets you eat on newspapers you got old bay it's a good scene you're eating outside you have a live crab and a mallet yeah i mean not live it's okay. mean, they're there okay. But they by the okay by the time they get to you it's like this sounds amazing <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go there and just can i just have the live crab and a mallet let's just see how this goes <laughs> hold a mallet i'm gonna choke them <laughs> 20 minutes later, the crab walks out with the mallet. <laughs> oh, what happened? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him in one of those, uh, like, I'm going to put him in a camel clutch. <laughs> camel clutch. Oh, I was trying to, you. I could not, could not come up with the Undertaker's finisher. Oh, uh, the tombstone. The tombstone, of course. <laughs> yes. Ah, solid callback, friend. Uh, that, would be, that would be a great sketch. Have a wrestler pitching his finisher. To like the committee, to like Vince McMahon's team, you know, and they're just they're horrible finishers. Like it's like an eye gouge, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's called the Rockabye Baby, <laughs> and I I put him in a headlock and I run him into the turnbuckle and then I then I drop a children's book on him. Which I always have in my corner. I always have children's books. And I like, read this, read this bitch. That's how every match that I win ends. Sounds like you know a lot about pro wrestling <laughs> for a guy who's made fun of it this entire episode. I spent a lot of time watching wrestling. Uh, I, I, you know what I love playing for my kids? Like I'll pick up, because uh, there's certain movies that I want to watch with them. Yeah. Which I, all right. So here's me. I'm going to say, I'm going to contradict myself because I've actually backed, I've backed off doing this because now that they're getting older, we're getting closer to being able to watch the movies. But when they were younger, like a couple of years ago, I would pull up scenes from Rocky. Like I know they can't watch Rocky yet yeah. or two or two or three, but they really love the uh, Thunder Lips, Rocky three. Have you seen this scene? This is yeah. Hulk Hogan fighting. Yeah. That's it's like great. a seven. 
It's like a seven-minute YouTube thing. Oh, that's not out. That's all my kids want to watch is YouTube. It's so annoying. If I'm being honest, I don't know that I've ever seen a Rocky movie start to finish. Really? Dude, the list of movies I've never seen is embarrassing. I don't watch movies. I just don't. I don't know why. I watch – I'll binge a TV series. I've just never I – don't, I don't watch movies as much as I used to. I uh-huh. got someone joining the podcast here. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Who was um, that? Just a dog that wants to okay. make love to Ralphie. Oh, that's nice. Aggressively, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to give Ralphie the rocket by baby. <laughs> I want to finish him. Is that dog reading yeah. the other dog at children's book? Come on, dear. Let's just keep walking. Hey, Bill, how are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> Bill, what does your so- sweatshirt say? This is so professional. It says Tombstone. It says Tombstone. Yes. All right. I'm doing my podcast right now, and it's very topical. Thanks, Bill. That's Bill Cunningham, our state senator, buddy. That you know. (laughs) Oh, I've met Bill. Yeah. And, dude, his sweatshirt says Tombstone. I know that. Unbelievable. This is a – I feel like we're going to get home, and they're going to be like, we can all go back to work. (laughs) Oh, hang on. Raman oh, Mangles man. in my so, kitchen wearing a t-shirt that says Rockabye Baby. <laughs> How crazy that's first, is this? That's the first time I felt joy all day. <laughs> it's the little things now, man. <laughs> oh, man. It's a new world. It is, man. I was, uh, I, I didn't want to bring this up, but Sarah was not feeling good yesterday. Still <sighs> isn't. And that, it's a, we're very confident it's a science affection, a cold. Mm-hmm. But just getting something like that is just... Stop seeing your tracks. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Hope everyone's hanging in. We just got to keep pushing, right? That's all we can do right now. Oh, I man. just had a zero sugar root beer that was terrible. Yeah, I probably said that on the label. Yeah, I really should. Ugh. I, uh, I'm chasing the dragon, man. I found this, uh, I found this awesome diet black cherry soda. Yeah. And I can't find it anywhere else, and nothing else lives up to it. It's called uh, Dr. Brown's. And, uh, and it's bad? It's, no, it's amazing. And now I, like, I keep trying to find it in every grocery store I've been into. We'll have like some weird craft you know, soda. And I was like, I'm going to try this one. And it's not good. But this yeah. Dr. Brown, I can't find this Dr. Brown's anywhere. And I found it like like the first day of quarantine and I, you know, it was like at a, like a local place that delivered it, and uh, now I can't find it anywhere else. And it's, I, I can't, I can't stop thinking about it. It must be, must be a favorite for a lot of people. Sold I believe out. It's, uh, it's kosher. So they sell it at a lot of like, uh, uh, they sell a lot of Jewish delis, but yeah. I can't find it like at a grocery store around here. You know what I mean? So. Right. Right. I, uh, and I can't get it out of my mind, man. If you had a hookup for supplies, what would you be – like you think about some people that have like that pipeline and might own a company that makes paper towels or work for a paper company. What's a – do you know anybody? Like have you been able to tap into anything? I don't. I haven't yet. My brother's a police officer, so I know he's got some masks and stuff. I do uh, – I, I mean, I'm, I'm getting lower as we go. 
I'm getting lower, you know, I can't find uh, toilet paper. My bidet is uh, back ordered on Amazon. They just keep pushing that shipping date back. It's like, it's like the end of the quarantine and the shipping date on my bidet, which is going to happen first. They just keep getting oh, pushed no. further into the future. <laughs> One's serious? April 30th, the other's April 30th. One's May 20th, you know, it's just like keeps happening. <clears throat> I'll go this way. But I did, uh, so I, I had to go, uh, st today was my first time out of the house in a few days to stock up on supplies. And um, the, I mean, the CDC came out yesterday and started recommending wearing masks. So now, you know, a lot more people in the grocery store were masked up. All um, right. Are you, do you want to the store today? Yeah, this morning. I had to go. A lot of people were just Which wearing one? scarves around. Um, yeah. Just wearing scarves around their faces. You know, uh, some people literally just walking around. The, there's a super target by me. That's where I do everything. But some people just literally with like their faces in their elbow walking All around right. the store that way. Like that's an appropriate measure. Just dabbing. Gonna keep you. Just dabbing the entire <laughs> grocery store. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's ready to go. How like game plan? Like you you are like tunnel vision in there or is it here's, like your bed <laughs> dude <laughs> i'm the worst and here's the thing so today i'm i'm cooking so i've got to buy all the stuff that i don't know where it is i've never and, and i'm referencing i'm referencing a bit that jim's got a great bit about it. he goes to the store and just like i'm all over got add so he just buys all this random stuff and I like nothing's in order like i keep going you know and yeah. i'm still like that i'm still like that in the store and yeah, then, you gotta have like a, you have to have like a vision. But I don't know, I mean, you know, I don't know where Worcestershire sauce is. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Ah, this is embarrassing. I found out, remember how I've been complaining that they were out of mayonnaise? Well, apparently mayonnaise isn't in the condiment aisle. It's, it's next to the salad dressings. <laughs> so it was oh, yeah. not one of the empty shelves and it has just been there the entire time. I had no <laughs> idea. You just kept thinking they were out. I kept thinking they were out the whole time. Um, oh, man. Hey, can I tell one more story about what happened to me at the Super Target today? No, let's wrap it up, everyone. This is <laughs> a long episode. Let's. <laughs> of course, dude. This what time in, how long have we been going? We're, we're about half an hour. So okay, I'm not okay, really cool. sure how to play this. Dude, um, are you kidding me? This gotta, leads in. I got four more blocks. Okay, good. So um, a listener reached out yesterday. All right. And, and Pat's aware of this. A listener reached out yesterday and uh, loved the last episode. Uh, also happens to know Mike Singletary and his family. If you listen to the last episode, uh, I inappropriately called it High Horsey but there's a great Hey Horsey clip that we talk about from the Chicago, 85 Chicago Bears, 30 for 30. So she's like, I know the family. I'd love to put you in contact and have him on. How funny was that? That was like- Unbelievable, when, right? When you, when you text me, you're like, hey, I got something funny to tell you. Let me know if you got a minute. Calls I, me right I, away. I, like, I never, I, I, that's so funny. Never in a million years would you think it's, so I'm at the grocery store and I had, I had shot him over an email. I get a phone call and it pops up like the caller ID. Uh, dude, I emailed Mike Singletary. What do you, do you think mean, is- uh, from, from the grocery store? No, I'm sorry. That all happened before the grocery <laughs> store. He called me while I was in the Super Target. Oh gosh. So you, 
Did you pick it up? I gotta take a phone. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna. It, it's Samurai Mike. It's the it's the middle linebacker <laughs> of the '85 Bears. No, I like, know. Mm, awesome. I'll try him later. I know. It's such a weird position to be in, right? You're not supposed right. to be talking on the phone. I mean, you're not just. So now I'm the guy. Who's I just acting. wanna I wanna bookmark this for everyone, so because God forbid anything happened. But if we could trace your demise to a phone call with him, it might be his final his final sack his last hit ah. <laughs> what uh, happened to jim Samurai Mike. Samurai Mike cut up. Uh, that's a that's a terrible joke and god please you know i'm fucking around no that's yeah of but, course I know you're fucking around. but i would say that to you like i try and treat this podcast oh, like you stop. and i are on of the, course like like we're on the phone which of we are course. Like, but then no one else is listening. <laughs> but then I have to, t- I think me, me just apologizing was not for you. That was for everyone that thinks I'm an asshole. No, that's fine. So what? the outcome of this though, uh, we had a special interview with, uh, with Mike Singletary this morning. And uh, he could not, first of all, thank this listener very much. She, uh, she sent the clip first, the high horsey clip. Uh, yes, again, thank hey you. Horsey, sent the Hey Horsey clip and then hooks us up with Samurai Mike. He is the nicest dude. He has a great laugh. We had a great talk with him. Um, at this How part, about it, man? He's, a, he's just like, was so easy to talk to and, and it really good laugher. Absolutely. Absolutely. Such a great dude. Really enjoyed talking to him. Told us a couple of stories. Told us something that I had never heard before about the Super Bowl shuffle that we'll get back into at a later date. I don't know if we're going to do it at the end of this episode or it's going to be like a separate bonus episode that comes out right after this. Um, but we are, we, we've got an awesome quick little interview with uh, Mike Singletary, who could not have been happier to spend a few minutes away from the family during quarantine and talk to Pat and I. I know, man. You are working it, dude. You're booking guests, big A-list guests. I would love to NFL take any Hall credit. Of Famer. I would love to take any credit. It was a listener who completely hooked us up. No, of course. And and thank you so much to to uh, to her. That that's phenomenal. But you pursued it. You made it happen. You set it up. And it you? was uh, it worked out, man. It was fun. Didn't Good think times. I'd be talking to Mike Singletary today. Oh, it was great. I texted him a couple times. Ah, oh. uh, so what do you great. think his? Uh, what we we've talked about this before with other people, but what do you think his uh, email domain is? Um, let's see. I think you can tell a lot about a person by their email domain. Like one yeah. time, we did a sketch. We wrote a sketch <laughs> called Three Generations, and it was uh, like a, a a baby boomer, a person in their forties, and a person in their twenties. And it was like the baby boomer's legit email address in real life was Yahoo. <laughs> the boomer or the 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 forty year old was Hotmail, and the twenty something was Gmail. And it was just perfect. What yes. do you think? Uh, what do you think he is? He's gonna be AOL or Hotmail. He's a Hotmail. AOL? Guy. He's a he Hotmail guy. Look, breaking news. Uh, I think Larry. I think Larry Reed was AOL. Maybe was he AOL? Not even Yahoo. That's incredible. <laughs> Not even Hotmail. Dude, I'm still Yahoo. I mean, I, I'm part of this. I'm still you Yahoo. You are still I, Yahoo. You got to <laughs> at least get a Gmail and so you can tell people that and just forward it to your Yahoo. So I have a couple of Gmail accounts. Better. I just like the interface of the, of the and I'm being lo- I'm loyal. Like, this, this is my thing, man. Fucking, why would I move? 
Not moving. Uh, you know, just to get in the future. <laughs> to get in the future or to follow everyone else. I'm Did a you trail. Even get a new Yahoo email address at this point? Uh, no. And it's, Is it just uh, legacy? It's the collector's I don't item? know if you can. I don't know. I'm not even sure. But it's, it's Patrick on my Yahoo, too. I usually give out my uh, – I have that Pat McGann web or email oh, address yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it go it goes to my yeah <laughs> all right we've uh we've rambled quite a bit here yeah. <laughs> i love some it. stairs on that one um, <laughs> i gotta get home i'm trying to like i keep trying this is what's happening now you when you go on a walk in my neighborhood there's a lot of people out now so you almost have like you're zigging and zagging like right? i should have been home i should have been home 10 minutes ago but I got a deal. You're like, I can't walk past them. Yeah. Really is a thing. Bill and, his and then and they want you again. to wear a mask now in public, like you're saying. But where does what does public mean? Public place? Pub, public sidewalk? Like should I have a mask on right now? Because Sarah went for a walk this so. morning. Well, some some people are doing that. Yeah, I can see that. I mean it's whatever you're comfortable with, I think, when you're on a walk by yourself. If you're you're staying six feet away when you ask them about their sweatshirt, you should be fine. It's not even what I'm comfortable with. Like, what are we supposed to do? Like, where is this thing just like, am I Pac-Man in it right now? Like, I don't know where it is. Yeah. Where, I mean, if I had a mask, I, I would have gladly worn one this morning. I ordered a couple today. And uh, I ordered a couple at a place where... They're also willing to make some, you know, they're, they're going to, I ordered a couple of extras for people who need them, um, who can't yeah. afford them. So it's kind of nice to be able to get yourself a couple and give back. Um, I ordered a couple of cloth ones that you just put filters in. They help. They don't want you wearing the N95s, you know, those are for people who need right. them. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. Honest, I mean, the ones we have, honestly, they're from a doctor's kit that my daughter got for Christmas <laughs> and my sister-in-law supplemented it with like some gloves and masks like, that makes like they're sense. real they're real masks that makes sense. i fried this um, chicken in an easy bake oven so <laughs> i get it so, no they that's not part of the set it's oh. from, it was a it was a side <laughs> that's awesome but anyway that's uh that's what you gotta you gotta use all right, man. Let's let's bring it home. I hope everyone is uh, hanging in there, staying safe. We really love the feedback. For sure. No, I've heard from. I got some texts from some people saying they're listening. I really appreciate it. I was walking Ralphie uh, yesterday, and a guy uh, was driving by. He's like, "Hey, I'm listening to your podcast." <laughs> so, um, love it, man. Like, we want to interact with you guys. Send us some topics, questions. I know we asked for some movie suggestions. What yeah. Do you think, Jimmy? No, keep reaching out, man. Social media has been awesome. I'm hearing some really nice things from people. Uh, people are telling us what they're enjoying. I mean, shit, we booked a Hall of Famer out of uh, out of the feedback from you guys. That's incredible. So thank you. Um, yes. Yeah. Thank you again to that listener. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, Terry. I think I can say that much at least. So. Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to share a name. I don't know. Thanks, really Terry. Yeah. What's What's Terry's that. email? <laughs> what What domain is Terry? It's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> Terry, we right. everything was everything was in the DMs. Terry's current. Oh, oh, this is pretty current. She's sliding in. Terry, no, she's I, I love it. Everything's she, in the. Has she seen Braveheart? All right. Has she seen down. Braveheart? I'm down. joking. You like you like eight uh, <laughs> twice baked potatoes and eight baked <laughs> eight different cooked wave chicken. 
Oh man! All right, dude. This was fun. I, uh, it's a blast. I want to everyone get to subscribe, review. Yeah, share. reviews are great too. Thank you for that. And uh, hit us up. All right, buddy. Let's talk again soon. All right, later. Yeah, we got a special, special episode today. Uh, how about it, man? Nice work. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of crazy how this all came together. I am, uh, I am sending this over right now. Um, I don't know how all this is going to uh, come together on the podcast, but let's talk about what's about to happen. You and I, uh, on the last episode, we're talking about one of our favorite moments in uh, one of our favorite documentaries on the greatest football team ever assembled, the 1985 Chicago Bears. And uh, yeah, 30 I, for 30. Ah, I mistakenly called it high horsey, but uh, the hey horsey moment with Mike Singletary, a listener <laughs> is friends with the Singletary family. I want to thank that listener very much um, and actually got us in touch with Samurai Mike Singletary, who's going to be joining us momentarily. It's great, man. I mean, this I wasn't expecting to talk to Mike Singletary today. I don't think I've ever expected to talk to him. I mean, this is like now the most random phone number I have in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Singletary is, you've got to have some good ones. But this is the, the, the my top number one random phone number right now I have. What's his number? I'm not telling 50, you. 50505050. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, man. Let's get him out. 46 defense, heart of the defense, big and bold. I mean, he should be logging in momentarily, but while we're waiting for that, maybe we should just intro him. Can we I don't know if we can say enough good things. NFL Hall of Famer, right? Chicago oh, yeah. Bear, great. Just the center of the uh greatest defense, middle linebacker of the greatest defense ever assembled. Greatest horse team ever enthusiast. assembled. Yes, horse enthusiast. Horse whisperer. <laughs> Longtime Bear, too. Before he uh, played for the Chicago Bears, he uh, went to Baylor University. As you recalled, you have the most random knowledge about professional athletes. Well, at that time, I was, like, memorizing stuff in the 80s. Yeah. I was pretty dialed in. Just before my wheelhouse, because I'm considerably younger than you. Oh, I know. You're just a young buck. Uh, How old are you? How old were you in 85? Um, I was five. I turned five in November 17th of 1985. Oh, there you go. I was like, I remember the 85 Super Bowl team, but I remember it more from the lore afterwards than I remember when it was actually happening. Oh, sure. For sure. Yeah. I was in fourth grade and it was, I mean, I lived through the Bulls championships, White Sox, Cubs, Blackhawks. Still, there was nothing that brought the city. Here we are. Pat, I think our special guest is on the line with us now. Uh, Samurai Mike, is that you? Yes. Mike Singletary, how are you? Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. So we were talking in our last episode about one of our favorite 30 for 30s, um, us being from Chicago, obviously the story of the 85 Bears and the way that, you know, that that story has been presented to Chicago people for since it happened. But the perspective that that story was told through, through Buddy Ryan and really um, kind of shining a light on your relationship with him. What did that documentary do for you in terms of differentiating the story of the 85 Bears? I I just think they did a great job of presenting um, the uh, Chicago Bears and particularly the defense and the way that it really happened. Um, I was uh, really reluctant to begin with to do that story because I I wasn't sure if they were going to try and present something in a way that um, you know, made the, the 40, the 46 or the 85 bears to be something, um, kind of funny or silly. And I, I didn't want to do that. And the guy 
assured me that he was going to do it the right way and, and the way that we wanted to tell the story as players. Yeah, it was really um, nothing like I had seen before. It, again, like, and being from here and seeing all hearing, you think you heard all the stories, but um, that was just more real than uh, than I had seen before. And we we talk about that touching moment when you're with Buddy Ryan and and the horse comes over and and you say, "Hey, horsey!" We would just love that moment. It's such a like, human moment. <laughs> and then to find that one of your friends reached out to Jim. And to have you on the podcast, it's it's amazing. How you doing? How you doing? Like right now, are you um, are you quarantined? Who are you with? Where are you at? Oh, I'm I'm doing fantastic. I'm at home. Um, I'm on. Uh, wife got me on duty today, cleaning me and the uh, kids. And uh, if we're not quarantined, we we should be. But uh, <laughs> we uh, we're getting a lot of work done here, and it's all good. Now, Mike, are you still, uh, I mean, obviously right now everything's shut down, but are you still coaching high school football at this point? No, I, I did uh, two seasons at the high school and uh, after the AAF in between. And I thought uh, after that, um, you know, what, um, I'll just uh, go back to the NFL at the, at the appropriate time. And um, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. What's harder, coaching NFL players or high schoolers? There's got to be huge differences. You know what? Coaching high schoolers. Um, and, and it's not so much because of high schoolers, but it's because parents, the parents that are involved. Um, I think that the high school is very challenging because uh, some of the kids want to play it at the next level. Uh, most of them don't. Uh, some of the kids want to do it for fun. And you really have to uh, do a good job of really helping the ones that, that really want to do it. And then helping the parents that that uh, have kids that they think should do it, but they don't want to do it. And so it's it's, it's kind of tough um, as a high school coach. And, and I just felt that um, I, I'd seen about enough of what I need to see at the high school level and, <laughs> and really thankful I had a chance to do it. But, but it was a great experience. Oh, what experience for them to have the time and attention from a Hall of Famer like yourself and that's that's got to be amazing. They'll be telling those stories forever. Do you uh, do you still keep up with uh, members of the '85 team? I do. As a matter of fact, I talked to Richard Dent yesterday. I um, I was doing some reading and studying, and and he popped in my mind, and and I called him up uh, just to see how he was doing. But yeah, I talked to Hamp every now and then with Michael. Um, uh, let's see. I talked to Danny Rain. Danny Rain was one of my better friends on the team. Uh, along with uh, Todd Bell, Sean Gill, Les Frazier, um, Brian Cabral. Those, those are all great guys. Do you guys have like a group text going? <laughs> no, I, I'm not good at group texts. I get lost in it. Man. I really <laughs> talk to guys one-on-one. That means you want to stay one-on-one. You never know who's saying what. You know, group. I thought you said you were going to – wait a minute. I didn't say that. <laughs> I hope tomorrow somebody asks me, are you still in touch with anyone, the 85 Bears? But yeah, I talked to Mike Singletary yesterday. <laughs> what do you and like what do you and other Hall of Famers talk about? Like getting your jackets tailored where you get your rings cleaned? Like is there different conversations when you're talking to another Hall of Famer? You know, it's really interesting. Um when when you're talking to another Hall of Famer, first of all, it's just um it's always an honor to talk to someone who played the game at that level and been recognized as 
as one of the best. And, and uh, there's always that level of respect um, because you really appreciate where they came from. And um, there's always something unique about them. And uh, it's always really, really intriguing to find out where their, where their passion came from. What, what is their story uh, from their point of view um, when um, they feel that they can trust you with their stories. It's pretty amazing uh, what you can learn. Yeah, that is. Well, I don't know if you know that Jim and I are stand-up comics and uh, we do shows all over the place, but I did a show and not too long ago. And actually my buddy taped a special at the Park West. And I don't think he knew this, but I told him, I said, you know, you're taping that special there. Do you know what else was filmed there? And I told him that they, you guys did the Super Bowl shuffle there. That's where you recorded it, correct? Wow. You know, I have no idea where we recorded it. It was the day <laughs> after we played Miami, and I, I was just glad to, to get back from Miami and, and go anywhere. So I, I'm not sure where, <laughs> where we did that. Where, what were you thinking that when you guys recorded that? Can you talk a little bit about that? Talk about Peyton and McMahon being a little reluctant and how that all came together? You know what? Uh, there are a lot of the guys that acted reluctant. Uh, but once the, the camera lights came on, they were so excited. <laughs> we forgot about, we, we forgot that we were making a video. We, we were just having a great time. And, and uh, it was great timing for, for us coming off of the, the biggest loss, the only loss that we had that year. And uh, we were pretty down and kind of pointing the finger, kind of mad at each other, kind of mad at coaches. And, and um, by time we, from the time that we started taping that, that video and by the time we ended we were best friends and refocused and ready to go and had a commitment from each other to you know, now that we have this Super Bowl shuffle you know it's about the dumbest thing that a team could ever do <laughs> especially um, after your first loss had about six seven games left and uh so we we got our opponents mad at us and and so we and now we got to go out there and play and and everybody's gonna for sure try to keep us out of the Super Bowl so uh, it was quite a challenge, but it really uh, kind of redirected us, refocused us uh, for the, the next part of the season. At what point did you get your lyrics? Were you like handed the lyrics that day, or did you know we were handed? Had... We, we were handed uh, lyrics that day. <laughs> Do you remember your verse? Yeah, but I, I don't want to recite them. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've tried to get rid of every album, tape, everything. Uh, of the Super Bowl shuffle because uh, I didn't want my kids to know I did it. I didn't want anybody to know I did it. Um, but uh, somehow they found it anyways. But it, it was it was fun, and it was a great thing to do uh, at the time. I mean, I really wish the money that was actually the reason we did it because of the money was going to be given to uh, underprivileged families. And of course it really didn't happen that way. And that was the unfortunate thing about the whole thing. Oh, wow. I didn't know all that. I didn't know that either. Man. Yeah. It, it, uh, not as much of the money went to the families as we were previously told. Mm. And, um, so that, that, that put a, a sinker on it. What'd you guys do? Give it to the Patriots? Cause you felt bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I tell you that, uh, that, that album went platinum and I remember getting a, um, some kind of a award for it or trophy or whatever. And I threw it right in the trash uh, <laughs> because I was really frustrated and, and upset that we were misled about the money going to the underprivileged people. 
Wow, I never heard that angle. I didn't either. I never knew that until right now. It's crazy. When you think about your career resume, ordained minister, NFL Hall of Famer, platinum recording artist. I mean, is that that's a pretty incredible trajectory. There can't be many. Well, when I think of my my career, in all honesty, is is just by the grace of God that that I was able to come from where I came from, the last of ten kids, uh, Pentecostal pastor, my family. None of us were allowed to play sports. My mom and dad divorced when I was twelve, and I begged my mom to let me play, and she finally let me play. And um, you know, I was always one of the smallest kids on the team, but uh, ended up playing middle linebacker and loved it and, and uh, didn't want to play any other position uh, the rest of my career. And it was, um, I, I'm just really, really blessed. But other than that, that was, I tried to play basketball, but after a few practices, the coach told me I was hurting his players and uh, <laughs> a little too aggressive and maybe I should football. <laughs> I broke my heart at the time, but uh, I said, okay, I'll, I'll take that. And so, how about you be our manager? Oh, that's hilarious. Where did the nickname Samurai Mike come from? I think Doug Plank. Um, you know, when I first got to the Bears, my first year or so, I, I just uh, made a lot of noises when I played. And, and um, if, you, um, if you're familiar with uh, Bruce Lee, uh, <laughs> I was always just – just making a lot of noise. So I'd, be, I'd hit somebody and be like, ah, woo! <laughs> and uh, and uh, so the next thing I knew, I had the, the name Samurai. So uh, that that was uh, that was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, that's where it came from. Man, if you came in the league a few years later, you might have been Karate Kid Mike. That wouldn't have been as intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> So you Mike, just you never know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're at home with the family now. Uh, paint a picture. How many kids are home with you guys? Well, actually, um, you know, we had kids around the country, uh, and um, uh, basically everybody's back here in Texas. Okay. And in the Dallas area. So, uh, and my my move back helping me coach at the AAF, so they're all in the area. And a couple are looking to buy new homes and in transition uh, from their job. Um, a couple of them had engineer jobs and they quit them to coach. It's, it, I've got a couple, say all together is about eight, eight of us in the house. Wow. And um, when we get up in the morning, everybody goes to their quarter. Every family goes <laughs> to a wing of the house and we kind of spend that that time and that wing and dinner time, we come back together, uh, we watch a movie or something like that, or get together and have a great time in the evening, play a game or something, and we we go back to bed. And that's that's kind of uh, we spend most of the time apart, and uh, we have dinner and some kind of family situation, uh, get together that evening, and that's it. Anything that you're watching or reading or listening to to pass the time, other than our podcast. <laughs> You know, uh, one of my favorite pastimes is, is reading the Bible. And so uh, between reading the Bible and watching football film um, and talking to a couple of coaches here and there about football or whatever, that, that's really about all I'm doing. It is in your blood, huh? That's really about it. 
Nothing wrong with that. It is. Um, you know, I enjoy the game. I enjoy the lessons that it teaches. I think it uh, is the practices of, of football that uh, uh, teaches you. And I learned the game of football by coaches that taught uh, the uh, teaching life. And I, you know, I always tell people, I said, you know, for a lot of people, football is is just fun and game. But to me, it's life and death. It's a way of life. And and uh, whatever I do, I, I just want to do it the best that I possibly can. So it's something that really challenged me to do that every day, and whether it was in practice, whether it was in meetings, um, or whether it was in the classroom, whatever. They're all kind of intertwined. It, we'll get you out here in a minute, but can you tell us like uh, any like funny story from that year or any year in the NFL or maybe a player that used to crack you up, something uh, like what's one of your go-to stories? <laughs> I would say one of the funniest stories that uh, I ever had uh, happened was one day, uh, first of all, when Steve McMichael came to the Bears, he came to the Bears, and every day Steve would have a swear word on his helmet. Steve was just, he was just really, he was really on that day. He was just mad at everybody and going at it. And Jimbo was just, if, if I could explain Jimbo, Jimbo was just kind of like a, kind of an English teacher mentality kind of guy. Doesn't yeah. say much and, and, you know, nice guy. And so uh, Steve thought he would pick on him that day. So uh, Steve kind of kept picking at him. And next thing you know, Jim grabbed him. And Steve took his helmet off and was going to hit Jim with it. And okay. it, it looked like a Bam Bam uh, Flintstone uh, part where Bam Bam <laughs> is taking somebody and just beating her head in the ground. But Jimbo Colbert has Jim, uh, has Steve around the neck. And he's pounding him in the head. And Steve's eyes are going all over the place. And finally, he let Steve go. And Steve got up and said, you want some more? <laughs> I just, it was the funniest thing that I had ever seen at that time. And I just kind of said, I don't know if he should be asking you that question. But uh, how in the world are you asking him if he wants any more? I mean, he may be tired by now. But uh, that was one of the funniest things that I've seen. And I, I think Steve and Jim became good friends after that. But uh, uh, that was a funny episode. That's awesome. Uh, Mike Singletary, we cannot thank you enough for taking the time to come on with us today. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, one last ask of you. Could you give us a hey, horsey? Could I give you a hey, horsey? Before I give you a hey, horsey, I want to say this. <laughs> yes, sir. I love comedians. It's one of my joys of life is laughing. I love to laugh. People don't believe that, but I love to laugh. So uh, I have a huge heart for comedians. I know it's tough. But uh, you guys make the world go round. Now, for the uh, hey horsey, uh, I just <laughs> say, hey, horsey, hey, horsey. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm from Texas. Uh, don't know much about horses, but I think they're really beautiful. <laughs> That's about, well, all I mean, I, about all I can did any, say to call a horse. Hey, horsey, how you doing? Did anyone, <laughs> did, anyone, did anyone else ask you about that moment? Like, have you heard about it before? No, no one no one ever followed up with that but i'm sure i'll hear some of some about it now well let me just say we talked about how it was just a, such a genuine amazing moment and listeners agreed and all the bears fans out there love that moment so 
Uh, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay safe. Enjoy the time with your family. And um, we'll be following your career as we always have been, man. Thank you, Mike. God bless. Thank you, Mike. God bless. Appreciate you coming out. All right. All right. God bless. Bye-bye.